And this is Rational Hour, yeah. Is it Rational? Yeah. I'm in the game when it's crunch time. Yeah. I call the play like the coach do. Tell them boys they can't touch my leap. example the way I'm supposed to. I got more reason a little bit, a little more than a lot. Only compare me to Bill, a better you feel. I'm sick of the skills. All I'm perfecting, I put them all on blast. Rational Hour, it's more than a podcast. Follow on Twitter, get done with the move. It's Friday night, and this is how we do it. Let's keep it objective, I'm talking statistics. Executive none, we're ethic ridiculous. I'm on a job, grind the pine. Wash King, while I'm still in my prime. Prime time when I'm on live, I just intercepted another bag. Homegrown, like a month apart, ain't hard to tell you a bad man. The game plans like a suspect. Get your coach's death, you do better. If you knew better, you do better. We're in a winning streak, we ain't losing. Never, never, never. And this is Rational Hour. Home run like a month apart, ain't hard to tell you, Batman. Said this is Rational Hour. If you knew better, you do better. We in a winning streak, we ain't losing never. Welcome to the Rational Hour, Ryan. On today's show, we have an NFL draft prospect in the building. Rational Hour, please help me welcome, representing the University of Virginia, this former Cavalier was a three-year starter at left tackle and left guard, was all ACC in football and academics. Please help me welcome Ryan, the road great Nelson. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing today? Not too bad, man. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, so, Ryan, man, uh, great career at the University of Virginia. You declared for the draft for January. What has life been like for you leading up to the draft? I mean, life's been uh, life's been busy, you know. Every day you're talking to your agent, you're working out, you're training, you're doing everything you can to make sure your body's in peak like physical condition, and then mentally you gotta mentally prepare as well. Uh, we never know what's gonna happen. You you watch movies, you see shows, but those aren't the real thing. With the real thing coming up, you're just waiting for anything can change, anything can happen at any moment in time. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty much the life of a young prospect. Just kind of just getting ready, staying ready. Um, what are your thoughts currently with the University of Virginia football program? Uh, were you surprised by Coach Mendenhall resignation in December to kind of focus on his family? I mean, I think we were all surprised by it. I've been very close to Coach Mendenhall. I talked to him a lot. I talked to him maybe like two days prior to him stepping down. But I think he personally wanted time to be with his family. He talked about how his kids were out of the house. Him and his wife, Holly, wanted to be together and do some more things. He'd gotten emotional talking about his wife and just how uh, he feels like he's too far away from her for too long. Like, he was with her the entire time, but not mentally with her, and he wanted to give her more as a man. And I respected that. And the University of Virginia respected that. And we brought in the new coach. Uh, coach Elliott's a great guy. I've talked to him a few times. Um, we kept some of our core coaches and 2J, Hagen, Sinton. And we're getting that Virginia blood in there, you know, and these, they're going to be a good team. They're, I have some great coaches there. They're going to be a great team. Yeah, Coach uh, Tony Elliott comes in, former OC at Clemson University. Uh, big uh, get for the University of Virginia. Uh, how do you think he will do as far as his impact in recruiting? He's doing great impact in recruiting. Uh, if you watch the other day, they got Arch Manning out there for an official visit. And he's a lot right. of University of Virginia. So, mm. Obviously, Coach Elliott knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting why you say that. Um, you know, there's a lot of ties with the University of Virginia and the Manning family. Uh, did you hear about that? I heard his uh, Peyton's mom went to University of Virginia and his something his wife. All right, so, so that, that, Peyton, that is huge. Peyton's wife went there, 
Arch Manning's mom went there, so uh, Peyton's sister or sister-in-law. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they're blood related or not. Arch Manning's older sister goes there, and then mm-hmm. they all they also know like the Long family too. So it's a good thing. Oh, right, right, of- right. Yeah, that would be a huge get because you know Arch is kind of the the next big you know time recruit. I mean, the name itself is just synonymous in football lore, but. Yeah, there's a lot of talk, a lot of hype about him possibly landing in Charlottesville. Bryce Perkins, dynamic uh, athlete, man, uh, came in. You played with him for a couple of years. Uh, he's with the Rams currently. What are your thoughts on on Bryce and uh, the Rams winning the Super Bowl? I mean, it was amazing playing with Bryce. I was very close to him. I still am close to him. He'll show up at the house for a bonfire. We'll hang out, get food, et cetera. Mm. Bryce is a great dude. Everyone who knows him knows this. A very humble player and amazingly talented. You watch him preseason hurdle someone and then make the 40-man uh, roster. And it's, uh, Bryce is an absolute stud. He's going out there and he's doing his job. I mean, he knows he is. The Rams win the Super Bowl did not surprise me. It's a great team, great organization. And they put it all together. We saw them there a few years ago. And they're back. That defense was amazing. Their offense was clicking. And everyone was working out really well. So I'm not surprised. Now you you led uh, in Charlottesville from Orange County. Um, what was your thought process going into your recruiting? Uh, did you want to go to Charlottesville? Was that your number one choice? I absolutely loved Charlottesville when I visited. I was very close with Garrett Two J and Coach Mendenhall when they were at BYU, mm-hmm. and when they transferred, I was to uh, University of Virginia. I absolutely loved the school on my visit. I love the fact that I could be playing the ACC against some big-name opponents. And I'm also a huge history guy, and there's a lot of history in Virginia. So I got my, my bachelor's in history and religious studies. So it kind of all fell perfectly for me. Yeah, yeah, that's – you don't see that too often, you know, going from the left coast to the, to the east coast. Um, that's, that's huge. You know, that's um, a great place to go just academic-wise. Football program has been competitively good. And Bronco was a great coach at BYU, and he kind of – T- kept it going in Charlottesville with, with the Cavaliers. 2018, you guys were 85, went to the Oak Bowl, beat South Carolina 28 nothing. 2019, you guys went 9 5, went to the Orange Bowl, had a great game against Florida. Uh, when you think back at your career, Ryan, what are some of your best memories of playing in Charlottesville? Uh, best memories have to be beating Tech and everyone storming the field, uh, beating Florida State and everyone storming the field. I had a great block mm. to, to seal that game for a two point conversion. Uh, you have last year we had the cardiac hoos. We beat Miami and Louisville last second on missed field goals where we came back and took the game. So those were some crazy memories, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool, man. Uh, what was it like playing with, with Mendenhall again? Uh, I heard he has a motto, you know, you have to earn it, uh, making players kind of earn their number. Um, did he keep it a competitive nature on campus? Oh, we had to earn everything. So we came in my freshman, my uh, first year because we didn't go by freshman all that. We went by first, second, third, fourth, et cetera. We came in, we got white T-shirts, white Hane T-shirts and black shorts with white uh, crew socks, mm-hmm. pair of cleats. And they said, all right, write your name with Sharpie on your chest. Mm-hmm. Get outside. You have 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you had to earn everything. We had to earn our gear. You didn't get your gear until you earned a number. Mm-hmm. We had to earn playing time. We had to earn absolutely everything. And it made guys compete. I came in with a white Hanes shirt and black shorts with nothing else, and you had to earn your gear, and you didn't get your gear till you earn a number. 
So that's uh, how it works. And all the older guys knew it. The younger guys knew it. No one expected to get a number. No one expected, oh, I'm just going to play because I'm so-and-so. So you went out yeah. and you earned everything. You guys had a great offensive line your senior year throughout your career. I know last year you guys gave up the least amount of sacks. Um, just one of the better offensive lines in the ACC. Um, what was that group like, and what was the emphasis as far as you guys' game plan? So that offensive line, you have to look back to when I first got there. Mm-hmm. When I first got there, it was a bunch of older dudes who were left over for the coaches, and the coaches did what they could with them. Mm-hmm. It was a group of five of us that came in together, and out of that five, one of us trans- one of them transferred, one of them had to medically retire. The other three of us ended up starting the next three, four years. I know uh, Chris Glazer started four years. I started four years. Ryan Toboda started three. We had a mid-year come in. He started like a year and a half. And then we had a center who came in, Olu, who's now in Michigan. And he started two or three years as well. These guys yeah. all worked together. We, we grew up together on that, on that field. Yeah, we have, uh... you look at Pitt in, what, 2019. And our quarterback came out dirty. Bryce came out dirty. And we took that personal. And after mm. that, we just started working together, bonding together, and it was like, I'm not going to let my guy get to the quarterback. I mm. trust you to not let your guy. And we competed. Yeah. You the room. yeah, I see. You guys are number one in ACC, 12th in the nation. Uh, uh, you know, only allowing two sacks allowed a game, and that's that's pretty awesome. Especially for how much we do the bowl. Right, right. Um, what were – any game particular, Ryan, that you remember where it was kind of just a dogfight going against a guy from Clemson or Georgia Tech or Miami? Florida State 2019 had Marvin Wilson in front of me. Mm-hmm. That game, we so we got the depth chart in the roster, and it said their D-line was averaging, I want to say, like six foot one, 270 pounds. And we're like, wow, that sounds really small. But on film, you know, they all looked – a similar size. I was like, all right, they're all whatever size. That makes sense. We came out there, and this guy, Marvin Wilson, lined up in front of me at a deta- at a three technique. He was an easy six foot three, 330 pounds. Mm-hmm. At the time, I think I was playing at like three, 315, because I, I just moved to guard. Mm-hmm. And that was a dogfight the entire night. And if you watch that game, you look at the, the tape, that game was a dogfight for the offensive line. They came mm-hmm. out beforehand and they said that they'd seen better offensive lines than us they were going to control the line of scrimmage they were going to dominate us they didn't respect bryce and we won we can't wow. we won that game yeah that's pretty cool man i know the acc's had quite a bit of prospects come out i know uh clemson's had a lot of players uh christian wilkinson uh cleveland farrell uh just recently uh, gregory rousseau at miami just was a great uh edge rusher that, that uh kind of was a first round pick that got better and better at Miami. He was kind of a low recruit that, that turned out to be something special. And he's doing pretty well in Buffalo. You uh, had to play in some pretty hostile environments, Ryan. ACC football is notorious for home field advantages. Any particular environment where you couldn't hear or that you always remember as far as crowd being a distraction as far as audibles being called? Notre Dame in 2019 as well we're marching into their student sections end zone they got the marching band going as loud as possible they got their, their students yelling as loud as possible and we, we were going off a cane to the clap 
and Bryce had previously messed up his hand, so his clap wasn't as loud. Mm-hmm. And we had to figure that out, and we had to go through it. We marched it down the field and scored. We held that game for a while, and we just lost it later in the game. And this this was uh, South Bend in 18? Uh, I want to say eight, 18 or 19. might have been 19. Yeah, yeah. That was a good Notre Dame team, too, man. They uh, uh, Notre Dame has really uh, had some, some really tough uh, teams the last, I would say, last three or four years. They've been in pretty much competition for the ACC title. Or, you know, they would always play independent, but they always play an ACC schedule, right? Yeah, sir, they play independent for their, uh, their TV broadcast broadcasting rights. Right, right, okay. Um. Now, Ryan, are you do you remember that bowl game against Florida? Um, I know that was a great game. I think you guys ended up losing by a touchdown. Um, that was the Orange Bowl in 2019 or 20? Yes, I remember that. I was playing left guard with you a tackle throwback to our left tackle, Bobby Haskins, who's now at USC. Got a lead mm. block. We score a touchdown. We start celebrating. We turn around. The ref waved it off. Oh, man. That killed us. Uh, now, Ryan, when you look back at your career, uh, you know, you go from Buena Park to Charlottesville, uh, getting ready for the draft. What are some of the – or who's more responsible for your career? Who would you say is most influential in your career? I I feel like you have to look at it by steps, all right? Because mm-hmm. you can always say, oh, it's so-and-so. It's like, oh, it's my high school coach. Or it was this person or it was this person. Mm-hmm. My life, you have to, I have to look at it this way. All around, it's easily been my parents. My parents have always been there for me, always supported me, everything. In high mm-hmm. school, it was Coach Anthony White. Anthony White was always there for me, always pushed me to be better, helped me with recruiting significantly. He got me out. He waited until I was done before he stepped down or stepped up to be a dad is what he said. Mm-hmm. And then in college, it was Garrett 2J. It was Bronco Mendenhall. And then it was my strength staff. Coach Graves had a great strength staff and Coach Blackjack and all of them. They took care of me. They got me healthy. They got me right. These guys all had their individual roles that led to a, uh, my career. You can't ever look at it as one person did it all. One person did this or did that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work that way. I remember I, I was in the training room all the time. I was always getting worked out by Kelly and Ashley and Kyle and Keith and all of them. Mm-hmm. So I would say you have to look at it that, in that aspect. It's never just one individual person. Right, right. It's, it's, it's levels. Grow, growing up, you mentioned your parents. Uh, what was life for like you growing up in Orange County? Uh, life was life was life for me. I, I mean, everyone has a different experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was from Big Spring, Texas, joined the military. He was a Marine when he went with my mom. Mm-hmm. So we had a very uh, functional step-by-step household. We had to do different things. Uh, make sure your room was clean. Make sure your bed's made. Stuff like that. And that structure, there we go, structure was the word I was looking for, led to me being able to do more. And led to me being able to be ready to play sports. My mom was always there to make sure I stayed on top of my grades and everything. Dad was in charge of sports. My brother was always my, my role model looking up to. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to play college sports like him. So I was going step by step by that. My parents gave up a lot by sleep and work in different hours that no one ever wants to work, but they were there for us. They were, they supported us. They made sure we always had what we needed. And that was, super, I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, that's that's important, man, to have that foundation at Rock. You know, your foundation, you are 
where you come from. So having that family and the, you know those siblings and that's that's huge, man. That that says a lot for your character. Uh, was it hard for you uh, going from Orange County to the East Coast as far as the weather, adjusting to cold weather being in, in Charlotte? I mean, it was harder than I was expecting with the weather-wise. I want to say I got there in the summer. You'd have days it's like 105 and raining outside, and I've, I've never had that. And then also mm-hmm. you have snow, and you have all the different seasons, and I really loved it. At first, I was like, wow, this is really weird. And then I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed being able to do it all. The hardest thing for me, though, was I went out to college, and as I got there, I found out that my brother and his wife were having their second child. I'm a mm. super family-oriented person, and I was like, wow, like I'm going to miss my nephew growing up. Mm-hmm. And then I had to look at it like, all right, I can either be that person like, oh, I missed him growing up, or I can be that cool uncle who does something that he can be proud of. And that kind right. of more, you know? Oh, that's cool, man. Now, did you ever get homesick, Ryan? Did you ever feel like you might want to leave or transfer? I wouldn't say that. Because I knew that in order for me to grow up, I would have to leave home. That's my mm. thing I tell every every young athlete getting ready and their parents. Yes, mm. mom and dad are going to want you to stay home. It's easy for them. They can see everything. You cannot grow up with your mom and your dad shadowing you everywhere. Go right. Virginia, I understood that I had to take care of myself. I had to learn how to do all that. Pay bills, do everything as an adult. And that helped me become more structured in my own personal life and more relying on myself rather than anyone else. Mm. Yeah, that's huge, man. Uh, It's not easy, though. I know a lot of guys go different places, you know, and they they can handle it. Some can't, some can't. Some end up transferring closer to home, but that that's uh man, hats off to you, man, to 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 hold it down, be that anchor. Anyone, Ryan, that you pattern your game after, or anyone you love to watch film as far as uh you know any current players or ex players. So University of Virginia used to have a, a brilliant history with offensive linemen. One guy who mentored me a lot was Jim Dombrowski. Jim Dombrowski mm. by, and he would come talk to us, and he was blunt, straight to mm. the point. He was that guy, and mm. I. I'm a very blunt person too. So I was like, oh, you know what? I want to learn. So I got his number and I would text him. And he was like, you're the only, I've been doing this for years. You're the only one who's ever reached out to me in this. And I would mm. have to do film study together. We would watch things. We would do drills when he was in town. And he would send me other people's film. He's like, all right, your film study today is I want you to watch Joe Thomas. You're going to see what he does. I want you to write five positives from his game and understand how he can use it in yours. That's where I got the idea of if you're being bull rushed, a lot of guys hop back. Yeah, that's cool and all, but you're, you're giving that guy more ground. Joe Thomas uh, talked about how he would curl you up to raise your your center of gravity. Mm-hmm. I would watch Anthony Munoz. I would watch um, – oh, there's another name I'm completely missing right now. But then also working out at home, I, had a, I have a buddy who plays in the NFL, Alex Redman, and me and him would work out together. So I was getting feedback from the legends of Dombrowski and current player Alex Fredman and mm. building my own personal game. Mm. Wow. That's so interesting, Ryan, because when you said that name, I had to think because I, I had uh, I have, um, Hall of Fame tackle Willie Rolfe on my show uh, last summer, and he told me Jim Dombrowski was his mentor 
as a rookie and with the Saints. And he said he was just uh, – I was surprised because I hadn't – to be honest, I hadn't heard of him. And he told me, uh, look him up. You know, I was like, okay. And, yeah, he was he was a stud, uh, you know. And he's in the Saints Hall of Fame, retired member, University of Virginia, All-American. So when you said that, I knew. I was like, okay, you got somebody that's uh, a great mentor, a great influencer, because uh, Willie Rolfe spoke real highly of him. Yeah, Jim's a great guy. Absolutely. And he would I would I would finish a game and I knew I would have a text message if I messed up. I'd get I'd <laughs> what you doing what why'd you do that? How do you feel yeah. you did? we just talked about it and it was always nice for me, you know? It's a yeah, great yeah. In your corner. That's that's cool, man. Yeah. So in Ryan's world, if you had to give a Mount Rushmore of Let's just say offensive lineman. Uh, who who would you select? Offensive lineman. So I got four offensive linemen. All right. Jim, just because that's my guy, you know? Jim Dombrowski. Mm-hmm. You got Joe Thomas. You don't get the nickname the original offensive lineman by not being an absolute stud. <laughs> oh. Anthony Munoz, of course. Okay. So this fourth one, I feel like it's open to a lot of different options. Yeah. There's a lot. Someone, There's who a I, lot. someone who I do feel will end up being there, though. You watch the career of Quentin Nelson right now, and that dude's an absolute monster. Man, you talk about animal. I've seen this guy just, just declete guys pulling, man. He is just a monster when he pulls. Yeah, that guy is special. And uh, that whole all line. I think with the Colts is going to be real. If they can stay healthy um, and they get their quarterback situation, they they can be a special offense as a whole. Exactly. He's a stud. Yeah, okay, Ryan. Well, um, I just want to thank you and uh, just good luck, man, uh, going into the draft. Uh, Where will you be watching the draft or what do you got planned? Are you going to Vegas? I'm going to be with my family at home watching the draft. Right on. That's awesome, man. Well, best of luck to you, man, and I look forward to watching you on Sundays. Thank you very much. Ryan Nelson, ladies and gentlemen, another great show in the books. Rational Hour, out.